Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I was just saying to Joe, I'll read anything you put in front of me, and he quite readily remembered the name of the movie, where that line comes from. Don't put anything in front of him. He'll read it. Only only time we've ever been able to come up with something that quickly. <laughs> Anchorman. <laughs> right, Anchorman. Right. Will Ferrell and... Steve Carell. Right. That's right. Okay. So that was uh, funny. Well, I, I was only saying that because I was saying the uh, time change has confused a lot of folks now that we're back on daylight saving time. And uh, I inadvertently read... I knew there was a clock in front of me that hadn't been turned ahead. So what do I do at 7 a.m.? Read 6 a.m. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Unable to assimilate, so don't You're put probably any... scared a few people half to death. Did I set my clock right? <laughs> oh, There's boy. always some poor soul that does the opposite. Oh, know? the great actress that was in there, Christina Applegate. Yeah, I would have never been able to pop her name out. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. This is wonderful, having a wonderful producer Who like understands. Kevin. Let me know when he gets here. <laughs> yeah, he's on his way. <laughs> She's on her, her way. He's on a one-hour delay, thanks to Mark this morning. There'll never be That's another right. breeze. You didn't Remember? get that. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? He said he's on a one-hour delay, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Remember Bree McCadden, our good uh, I do remember producer Bree. we had here? She mm-hmm. keeps in touch. She's working hard in New Jersey and misses us, she says. So good for her. We miss her, too. So, But uh, Kevin is a more than adequate replacement on many days, so we appreciate him being over there. That's what I shoot for, more than adequate. <laughs> If I get to adequate, it's a good day. It's better than subpar, as Mark is most of the time. Actually, (laughs) the summer, I'm very happy to be subpar, but it doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Yeah, subpar is good, Kevin. Explain why that's true. Well, if you play golf and you're under par, that means you're better than average. Mm Mm-hmm. What was right. the what was the line from WKRP in Cincinnati? Chai Chai Rodriguez was five <laughs> under par. Hopefully he'll be more up to par next time. Oh, that's funny. Les Nesman trying to do sports. <laughs> All right. This is why news people shouldn't do sports. <laughs> yeah, I did sports one time here. It didn't work out. <laughs> so I always Not tell many people are going to remember Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> how do you proud to Chai Chai? He pronounced it Chai Chai Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> Instead of Chi Chi Rodriguez. Right. Well, one of our good announcers here, after hearing one of my sports guests say, We have Mark Lawrence hacking through sports coming up shortly. <laughs> I have adopted that phrase. I use it every hacking time. Hacking through sports. Yes. Good morning, everybody. I'm Mark Lawrence hacking Was through sports. Was that damning sports. by faint praise? No, it's pretty much just <laughs> criticizing me for hacking through the news. News. All right. Well, I want to tell Why you. Why don't you hack through the intro? Well, I want to. Uh, I'm not going to hack through this. I'm going to give you some real good factual information that should help you out. Uh, at the Sunbury Motor Company, there's a lot of vehicles they can get for you. Why is that? Well, they got a lot of allocations. Uh, being part of the president's circle of Ford dealers, they get a dozen vehicles a week or so that they can build to your exact specifications. Or you can do as some folks are going down there. They say a truck's coming in today. When your truck or car rolls off there, you say, oh, I'll take that one. It 
doesn't really require too much waiting, and trucks come in fairly frequently. And there aren't a lot of choices on the lots. You know, instead of the hundreds of vehicles they've had in the past, they're down to dozens of new vehicles. But these are the vehicles you can get. And if you have a sliding waiting period for the F-250, you can still get an Edge, an Escape, an Eco Sport, or an Explorer. Uh, you can get a Ranger or an F-150. They have a half dozen F-150s down there, so they got a glut of those. Or you can get a Bronco Sport. Now, you do have the longer waiting period for any one of the Mustangs or the Mustang Mach-E, or if you want one of the electric Ford trucks, you're going to have a waiting list there, or the full-size Bronco or the Maverick. Believe it or don't, they sold about 50 million Maverick trucks. Those are the new actual small trucks that Ford is building. Remember that when the Ranger first came out, let's see, probably in the 1980s, it had uh, it was a smaller truck, had a five-foot bed, or even some had a six-foot bed, a V6 motor, and was just the perfect truck for moving around, easy to park. Well, the Maverick is being made now, and uh, it's sold out for this year, but you can place an order, and you can make sure that you get yourself on the list for 2023 models. Now, remember, those models come out mid-summer or so. So, But that's the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, if you need a vehicle of any type, they either have it there at the lot or they can get it for you ASAP. Other Ford dealers, they say, cannot do that unless you have the allocations from Detroit or Dearborn or wherever the vehicle is coming from. Uh, you got to have the Sunbury Motor Company help you out. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Do as I did. Do some good business with Jason down there or Chris or Alphonse over on 11 and 15, Ernie or Austin, or just go right to Jeff Clock. He's one of the neckties down there, and they will help you out on the marks. Winner of this week's Gulf Coast Golf Classic was Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> Chai Chai finished with a nine under par score. <laughs> Chi Chi Rodriguez. <laughs> Hopefully, Mr. Rodriguez will play up to next all right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We got open phones right now. 1-800-795-9565. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, let's see. In the news, of course, the Russian invasion and uh, inflation and oil prices, things we've talked about. Keystone XL Pipeline uh, dominated some of our conversation. Aren't you fascinated by the fact that President Biden, they've now started this Putin's price increase mantra that they're trying to deny any responsibility at all for <laughs> rising gas prices or inflation. It's all Vladimir Putin. Really? He's well, done see, it that's, all. that's not true. If you no, listen, Most experts true. will tell you Putin is a factor, but so is this uh, spring back from the pandemic. A lot of the inflation was there. Well, I love the words of Anibar Basu, who says the Fed should have easily recognized that there'd be this massive spring back that's contributing to all this inflation. Of course, the great resignation is making it hard for companies to stay in business. We, we really have quite a few economic, but you're right. If you, if you, uh, Jen Psaki saying that the gas prices are the Putin increases, the Putin price increase. That's what they're all using that well, mantra now. Yeah, you know the, but the I, price well, increase. It's half true. Well, not really, because the prices were on their way up at the toward the end of the uh, Biden, uh, toward the end of the Trump administration. But they really started escalating during the Biden administration, and right. they were actually going down a little bit before the invasion. You know, so yes, the, the invasion right. did do some. 
some of it, but President Biden's energy policy, frankly, is making us so energy dependent on other countries that it isn't even funny. But do you want Venezuela, uh, for right, heaven's sakes? To be honest about this, Joe, President Biden is a factor, but so is President Putin. Yes, prices were going up under the Trump administration and into the Biden administration, and then it stabilized. But the last jump is because of the invasion of Ukraine. You deny that? You look at the chart. I wish I had brought the chart along. It shows the escalating price of gas. Right. Usually during the Biden administration and before Ukraine. Right. Well, the, no argument there. And, and but he, President but my Biden's point is he's not taking any responsibility. Any, oh, so he doesn't take any responsibility at all whatsoever. The most transparent administration in the history okay. of our country, and they'd have all right, well, that, yeah, no that, never mind. That I, I didn't realize that he wasn't taking any responsibility at all whatsoever. Oh, we've talked about it on this show pretty regularly. We know that the Biden administration's policies not only have a tangible but the intangible opinion impact on oil prices. We know that oil prices. Prices were in, you know, rising on their own because of this springback of demand, because the country was springing back. I guess that's the price you pay for an economic boom following a harsh you know, shutdown. Is that boom occurs and then oil prices well, go there, up, inflation there was a book goes up. Written by Jimmy Breslin, uh, I think in the 1960s, called "The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight," and I think that's exactly what we have here in Washington <laughs> today. Kamala Harris made an absolute fool of herself in. Poland. I mean, they, she was asking a question about refugees, and she started laughing and then asked her uh, the other, the president of Poland or the foreign minister, whoever it was, in the dais with her to help her out. I mean, this is sad. These people are supposed to be on top what of this was, stuff. Uh, explain what really happened. I know you don't like her or the rest no, of the No, I don't have any problem with her. She seems like a nice enough person, but I don't think you she's... You brought this up because you think she's a nice person? I brought it up because I don't think she's competent to do the job. Right. That what doesn't pre- mean she isn't a bad, that she's a bad person. Right. I just don't think she's competent. What preceded that remark and what was the It was a press answer? conference, and she was asked about the status of the refugees coming into Poland. And she started laughing because she didn't have an answer. I you know, that's kind of sad. It's just that simple, huh? Right. Do you it's think a, we're stupid that we think that's really what happened? I understand you, you, you love Fox News and they showed that. Sure, Joe. Let bring, Did you see it? Show it. No. But you well, think then how do you know? somebody says, how harsh are the conditions of the refugees ending up in Poland? And she started into hysterics. She started laughing. Do you yes. want us to believe that, Joe? Yes, I do. Here's an excerpt of that news conference. Um, not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe but, you're um, right. I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Uh, never mind. Okay. Well, maybe she did do that. Yeah, Joe. Okay. Obviously, let's just stipulate she's the worst vice president ever. All right. That's fine. Well, no, she's not I the worst I sincerely doubt there that when that asked about serious critical issues associated with that, she just started in hysterics. See, this is the Which thing about stumped. you. You no, only no, watch no, Fox no. News, and you I come in here in the morning, and you say, I do oh, not guess just what? Watch Kamala Fox Harris News. is laughing at refugees. I was. I didn't say she was laughing at refugees. I love how you people on the left twist and turn things to make them sound Says worse than the they the man are. who brings in Fox News clippings. Isn't that funny that you hate disingenuous, but you just called out Jen Psaki for, for being just disingenuous? I didn't call her out. I called out President Biden for, you know, but she's she's pushing the mantra that this is the Putin price increase. Bonnie, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. I know you'll have some good words of support for Kamala while she's overseas. Yeah, well, if you're the news director, you really should be watching the news because that's exactly what she did. Joe's right. Thank you. She is very incompetent. I mean, when you talk about refugees, why would the vice president of the United States stand up there and and hackle like a, a nut. 
because yep. she's very misinformed. What was the question? And, and uh, aside they from asked the... her about what about all these refugees? What's the United States going to be doing? And she looked at the other president and for him, and he looked back at her, and then she started laughing. All right. Well, fortunately, we have a crack producer, so we'll be looking at that clipping sh- or listening to that clipping shortly. Well, Joe's right. To apologize, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Apologize. <laughs> you guys have a good day. Thank hey, you, thank Bonnie. you, Bonnie. You too. Really, thanks for calling in, Stan. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Uh, oh, that was funny. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right, Mark. Kamala Harris is the worst vice president ever. I stipulated. I'm willing to admit that. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was something about basically the reporter asked her how many of the refugees would be coming to the U.S. Something along those lines. I think is what the the, the reporter was getting at. Okay. And of course, of course, Miss Harris had no answer for it. But she did. Not, she did cackle. Okay. Which was which was amusing on the world stage. But I think she also did it something about the Romanian president too. Somebody asked her about why inflation's so bad in uh, in the U.S. and she, I think she wanted to defer that question to the president of Uran- Romania. We, like, <laughs> how would he know? President of Romania. You know? <laughs> that's funny. So, how you know, that, know? That, that's, that's, that's what I'm getting the gist of. I didn't see it. So I'll, I'll stipulate that I didn't see that happen. But right. that's the reports that I've heard. So, yes, Kamala Harris is one of the worst vice presidents in history, and she is definitely not ready for the world stage. Because every time she goes over there, she embarrasses us terribly. Yeah, I wanted her to be yeah. president someday, but I guess that's not going to happen now. Back when Saturday Night Live first came on, they used to refer to them as the not-ready-for-prime-time players. I think that description yeah. fits Kamala Harris. She's just oh, not ready tea. for prime time. <laughs> now, I will stipulate, Mark, that I couldn't do a better job, but then... I'm not sitting there in the <laughs> position as VP or president. Right. So yes, run. I will stipulate that, but I can have I have an opinion because I vote and I'm allowed to have my opinion. Right. No and I think they're there. both terrible. I'm not trying to stop you from voicing your opinion. You have an open <laughs> mic here a couple times a week. <laughs> I try my best. But uh yeah, so but you know, on the on the home front, you know, gas prices aren't getting any cheaper, but we are to you know, as Mr. Buttigieg is well, just go out and buy an electric vehicle if, if gas prices are too high. That'll help alleviate alleviate your gas, you know, the gas bill. Yes, uh, I guess the fool doesn't realize that uh, the EV vehicle needs to be charged every day, and that electricity has to come from somewhere. And it doesn't come, I repeat, doesn't come from majority renewables. It comes mostly from coal and gas-fired power plants with nuclear thrown in. Now, I don't have a problem with nuclear power plants, and I think we should probably build a few. But the, you know, the green weenies, as I've said, won't allow that to happen. So until then, the renewables are not ready for prime time. The EVs are not ready for prime time. And instead, the American people are being screwed over by the government for these gas prices. Well, and I think uh, the president last year started to talk about, and maybe some of it's taken effect, that some of the infrastructure bill was going to start to improve the electric grid. But uh, we have already shown that in high population areas, we're not ready for significant increases in electric consumption. So something has to give. You know, you cannot, uh, you can't have Pete Buttigieg say, okay, we'll buy an electric vehicle. Well, if even a significant portion, not even a lot, just a significant number of folks did that, 
I would think we'd run into more electricity problems like we have in California and you know other places like Texas when they were out. It's um, I just read an article in, in, interestingly enough about Houston how when the electricity went out in Texas for a couple of weeks and folks thought they'd turn to public transportation to try to get around. Alas, the electric buses would not work that, that week because they had <laughs> already started to switch to electric buses. So, yeah, uh, that didn't okay. work out. Generator, generators couldn't run to charge them up. Well, not enough, anyway. You know, they might have been using it to uh, I saw save lives a rather funny than just transportation. meme on Facebook. It was uh, uh, obviously a French aristocrat. Uh, looking down on people, and it said Pete Buttigieg, after announcing that the person who can't afford to fill their gas tank ought to buy a $65,000 electric vehicle. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, And that's exactly I, I what check, he did. i got to check into that. Does anybody know when you buy the electric vehicle, does it come with the charging unit to charge it? Well, the electric Ford truck comes with a device that you can start out with 110 if you want to, but I believe that's like an eight-hour charge. If you're going to hook it up to 210 or 220, you're going to have to get an electrician, unless you know you're you're like I could uh, unplug my dryer. You got skills. They do that, come that's, with. They that's do, what I'm asking. Oh, Does no. it come with the charging unit? They do come with a with the plug and the cord that can go to 220 or 110. But if you have if you want to go to one uh, 220. You would have to put in a 220 line somewhere. The 220 line charges it obviously faster. Right. Okay. All right. At least with, that's my experience with those in the past. You, it was more money or what? Yeah, that that's been my experience with those vehicles in the past. Yep, you, okay. Your your cord just the cord that gives you has two little round copper connectors at the end, and you've got to find a place to hook them up. Not yourself, I might add. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Thanks okay. for calling. Have a great day. In. All right. Uh, what do you got for us, uh, Kevin? Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is the open phones. We'll take a break shortly. We're going to try to hear that uh, clip of Kamala Harris laughing at refugees shortly. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. What, you ready, buddy? I'm ready. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> 
A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> is she laughing at that? Okay. She's uh, laughing at the question. She had no answer. Accurately. She has no Joe answer Biden. for the question. Well, I, it sounds like she's laughing at the uncomfortable moment as to who was supposed to answer no, no. the double-pointed question. Well, you question. obviously didn't see it. The question was directed at her. She had the first part of it, and she had no answer. All right. You got that, Kevin? Okay. Let's hear it. More specifically, to set up a permanent infrastructure, and relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukraine? Take it back just a little bit further here so you can get the full question. What the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure, and relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I can first. Okay, so this time. Serious question about Wait, refugees. All right, thank you serious so much, question, Kevin. Serious question, and she right. finds it amusing. And what was she laughing at specifically? Well, she was laughing at the fact she was unprepared to answer, I think. She was deferring to the Polish president to bail her out. But That's what last, I got out of it. But the last part of the question was directed at the Polish president. But the first person. part was directed at her. And she, right, no instead of having there. jumping in with the answer to it, she starts laughing. Okay. Because I don't think she had an answer. Okay. Well, I think we stipulated uh, as far as we can go on this. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to defend her. I, I don't know what she was thinking. It's obviously a little bit less than her laughing at refugees, as you brought to the table today. So I didn't say she was laughing at refugees. You I just said, said that 20 minutes ago. I did not. I said she was asked a question about refugees and and, and laughed. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. You win. All right. We'll let you go on that one then. Ken, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, wanted to make a quick comment about the electric car. My um, my son lives in North Carolina, and I pay for his car, and he has one. It's a 110 line. It hooks into any regular thing, but he has to charge it overnight. Okay. And that allows him maybe, maybe um, 80 to 100 miles. It recharges at um, stop signs and so forth. So if you do the gas mile calculation, usually works out to about 50 to 55 miles a gallon while using the electricity. But it does plug in at night. He lives with me for the summers. And he puts it in my garage every night, plugs it in, and wakes up with the full charge. But that's not getting him across the country. Is that a plug-in hybrid, or it's all electric? No, it's a plug-in hybrid. Gotcha. Okay, so he could go across the country, just have to buy gas. Well, he would have to do both. If he wanted to be super efficient, he would have to stop somewhere, plug it in, and buy gas. And then it works out somewhat economically. But unfortunately for me, I've done the spreadsheets on these new electro cars and so forth. You don't get your money back for more than six to eight years. 
Yeah, I think they talked about the Mustang Mach-E. You get your money back after five years. And that goes 230-some miles. That's a, But that's 100% electric. Once you're at the end of the uh, <laughs> charge on that on your trip to California, you have to stop. Right. You have, you have no choice. Right. I mean, it's that or you're done. And by the way, guess what we use to make those batteries? Oil. Well, we talked about the They're lithium. Plastic and petroleum makes the plastic. We talked about the lithium and nickel that comes from our enemies as well. Yes, yes. And I wanted to make one other comment. And I'm, I'm familiar with the electric car because I paid for one. Um, and at the time they came out, it was very cheap for a lease. Uh, got my money's worth out of it because it's on my second child now. So I've got plenty of miles on that car, and it's still super efficient, especially for a college student. So I'm not complaining about that. But going back to something that came on last week, our dear friend from Milton, um, who seems to think he knows everything about the economy and future speculation, was totally wrong. Totally wrong. You trade futures out to as much as 36 months. I'm three years. Three years. So you can buy futures on oil for three years. And the speculation in the futures market, as this is not anything new. Gas companies, oil companies, all of them have been doing this forever. They prepay for a certain amount of barrels and a certain amount of gas and everything ahead of time. And what they're doing is they're simply hedging because they like the price. So if they think hedging out for a year, paying, let's make up a number, three bucks a gallon is good, they do it. All right. Thank you so much, Ken. Thanks for calling in. If you need more time to finish your good point, call back. Appreciate that. we got uh, Richard and Mike standing by. They're set for the 9 a.m. hour. We're going to hit some news headlines, but just a few of those at 9.06. You're listening to On the Mark. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Huh? Uh, on the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we have been talking about uh, Jen Saki, apparently. 
apparently calling the latest uh, spike in prices. Well, I guess it's true to say the latest spike in prices it would be the Putin spike, but it is not true when she says that all of the increases in uh, fuel or inflation are the responsibility of Vladimir Putin, of but course. none of them are Joe Biden's fault. No, no, no. Not, not at all not whatsoever. At all. Well, I think we talked about inflation being partially administratively, no, no, uh, no, no. Im- well, on this show anyway, during our finding of fact a couple of weeks ago that we not only were opinions as set by the Biden administration, but actual President Biden actions had led to higher inflation or contributed to inflation, but obviously that's not the only cause. And we talked about oil prices. They are under the control of the administration in some measures. So uh, what's your view on these important topics? 1-800-795-9565. Only call if you have solutions. Normally, oh, no. We'll take problems or Oh, problems and else, opinions, yes. too. Okay, we'll so don't, don't anybody offer any <laughs> solutions to Joe. No, we don't. But to the rest of us, we'd love to hear your call. Now, normally we would go right into news headlines, but we have some callers who waited through the break, so we're going to put those two on the radio now, and then we'll do news headlines. Richard, thanks for waiting through the break. You're on the mark. Hello. Um, I just have a very quick comment about the electric vehicles and the cost of running them. I have no direct knowledge of this, but on Kim Commando a day or two ago, someone asked uh, which was more expensive to drive a, an electric vehicle or a gas vehicle. And what Kim Commando said was that if you charge the electric vehicle overnight at your home, that it is cheaper. But if you use the quick charge that they'll have out on the highway to charge it, then it's about a break even with a gas car as far as the cost of running it. Hmm. That's my only comment. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Well, thank Appreciate you for contributing call. that. Really, very much appreciated. Take care. I never thought of electric cars as being an inexpensive alternative. They generally cost more than maybe a comparable sedan, a gasoline sedan. Well, Pete Buttigieg says we, the people who can't afford to buy their $40 tank of gas should go buy one. $60, well, you can buy a $40,000 electric vehicle, but the trouble is, you know, are you getting the exact vehicle? vehicle you want. If, if you like larger SUVs, as most of America does right now, uh, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for an electric version of the same thing or a hybrid version, an electric hybrid of the same thing. Mike from Bloomsburg waited through the break as well. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, during the, I want to talk about Kamala Harris, but your guy on the news there said that the inflation was running at 7.9%, which is a 40-year high. But coming out, I believe it's this week, they're going to announce the uh, producer price index, which uh, I guess you guys have a guy come on Friday that sits in a country club and overlooks a valley down there. He must be in business. He'd be able to talk about that better than me. But uh, 10%, I don't think these companies are going to be able to eat that. Okay, we're going to be seeing that 10% coming our way, whether you're buying a box of cereal or buying home improvement material. So. 10%, 10%, that's not a very good number. Of course, the government will make the number be 9.9, because that doesn't sound anywhere near as bad as 9, or 10, I'm sorry. Okay, now as far as uh, the vice president, I, I happened to get in my car, and thankfully you guys played that clip twice, because I had never heard it before. And I thought to myself, with the dire consequences that are happening in Europe, the threats to the United States, we have Kamala Harris cackling in response to a serious question. And, you know, I'm thinking in most boardrooms, if some employee would act like that, they'd be out the door pretty quick. 
And in many occupations, one that actually I was involved in, if you were to behave like that, you'd be taken off a shift and probably sent for, you know, a psychological evaluation. (laughs) I mean, that that was just like, you know, and they said Dan Quill was stupid. Yeah, he only had trouble spelling potato. Yeah, and 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 to this day, I couldn't tell you how to spell potato one way or another. (laughs) Well, I could take a shot at it, but I don't want to embarrass Mark. (laughs) <laughs> there's no E, is there? There is no is that, E. No, right? there's no E. No e? P-O-T-A-T-O-E. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. the way I spell it. I, I put the E on the end of it. Jeez. <laughs> I like Dan Quayle. I like that extra E. There's no L either. <laughs> I didn't say it. But, but back, back, to, back to Kamala Harris. I mean, if you have to be making excuses for her, she wasn't the right person for the job. I mean, that's just obvious. Well, I can't disagree with you there. I mean, she's one of it's one of those instances where Joe Biden has to check the boxes for the, to to make his party happy. So he checks the box. Uh, the same way he's doing with the Supreme Court nominee. We're not looking for the best part person. We're looking for somebody in her, in her case who could balance the ticket. And she did that. What he needed her for, she did. Well, and she it helped that she was already a presidential candidate. That had right. some following. Some fault, she right. wasn't, you know, in the lead or anything. But uh, so that helped that. But you're right. I mean, it's ill-timed, this giggling that she does globally. It's not just there. It's, you know, a wide range of things. I mean, if, if I was her good friend, I'd say, look, you got to stop doing this nervous laughter thing, particularly since there's just nothing funny going on, you know, whether you're talking about inflation or oil prices or refugees or bombing or hospitals in Ukraine or, or bombs near Poland. They're just, just during these moments, there just isn't anything funny. Well, it's a matter of, of knowing what's appropriate, too. Right. I well, mean, that's in it. In theory, she's been a political person for how many years? She has no idea that it's inappropriate to laugh at a question on the world stage about a serious topic in a country that's being invaded by a, a superpower of its own. Well, I won't call it a superpower, a power, I'll call them. You know, it's it's inappropriate. It's wildly inappropriate. President Biden, I'll give him that. He doesn't laugh. He might call you a, what what is a stupid sob if you, he doesn't like your question, but he doesn't laugh at it. Now, the last thing I'm going to say, the the bottom line for me is this: no matter what I think of Kamala Harris, much of the rest of the world looks at her as a representative of the United States, a representative of democracy and free market capitalism. And if that is what they see, what do they think of America, capitalism and democracy? I, I'm sure it's being her, her behavior is being used to rip us in all these countries that hate us. And I mean, there's a lot of things to hate about us, I guess, when you, when you want to twist it around. But the bottom line is, she just does not represent the United States of America very well, in my opinion. Well, and the, the, that's an excellent point. And here's, here's to add on to that. Uh, she could be president in a heartbeat, all right? Oh, please don't so, scare me well, like Well, and that. she, you know, so that's the first aspect to it. So in a manner of speaking, any place she is doing anything, anytime, she should act like the president so that, you know, at least maybe we'd be assured that if something did happen to President Biden or he stepped down, that we'd have a president to step into the role. Or if she decides in two years that uh, she is going to run maybe against the president or the president decides that he's not going to run, then, you know, she would have a little bit of a leg up to try to get into the Oval Office. I would think if I were her, 
absolutely absolutely every single positive moment of my waking life i would be acting presidential and uh, you would think laughing in poland isn't going to do it now, look at mike pence say what you want to about donald trump mike pence was an outstanding vice president he did the president's bidding but he de- he had integrity uh, he didn't find anything humorous about the world situation right. he asked answered questions logically and intelligently well mike pence is a friend of mine and she's no mike pence right now <laughs> that line was i know mike pence and she's no mike pence <laughs> Well, before I say goodbye, man, my favorite teacher in high school, he was older than us, and, and, you know, he was mentoring us, and he said, I just want you to know, look around, the people that you know right now, they don't change when they get older for the most part. And I don't think, you know, no matter, Mark, no matter how hard she tries, she's still going to be the woman that she is right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she may be able to keep her mouth shut a little bit, but... She is what she is, and if she is president, that's what we're going to get. Well, I don't want any woman to keep her mouth shut, but I think she's got to learn to behave presidentially. You know, I, I, would, I wouldn't think under any circumstances if that ha- were, was either President Trump or President Obama or President Biden at that microphone asked that question that they would have found anything to laugh about. Not a thing. Not and not there either, you know. They, they talked about in the news today the the woman that you see on that Associated Press photo, being carried out on the stretcher, who's pregnant, I believe in labor from the hospital in Maripool. Well, you know, she died. The other thing so is, there's just nothing laughable about it. All right, thank a, you, Mike. A, Thanks a for calling. Po- a good political person has to be able to think on their feet. You know, and so maybe she could have just said, listen, we understand this is a serious problem with these refugees, and it's something we're going to have to address. But we've only had this problem for the past week or so, and we're working on it as fast as we can. Well, Joe, I'm, this is your speciality. You and I can come up with diplomatic, I, informed, and wise I would have come answers. Up with that. I would have come up with that if I didn't know the answer. In other words... There has to be, any political person has to consider the possibility they're going to be asked something that they're not informed about and they don't have the answer for. Yeah. There's got to be some way that they, they teach them to deflect the question or answer, give an, what they used to call under President Nixon a non-answer, a non-denial, non-denial denial. Well, a non-answer answer would be the thing that she was reaching for, something that sounded presidential, as you point out, but yet didn't contain anything specific. All right. Well, we're going to do Lance, and then we'll do the commercial, and then we'll do news headlines, because I don't want him to wait uh, while I do news headlines as well. Miss Why don't we just skip the news headlines? <laughs> Der Lance, you're on the mark. Okay. Well, you know, with regards to our VP, the way she giggles all the time like that, uh, do you think maybe she's about half stoned? I mean, it might be... You know, hitting the Toklas brownies? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't think so. No, this is just, mm-hmm. she does this I mean, nervous laugh all over. I mean, it's not she's just done there. It before. That's why we have that cut of her from the uh, Mexican uh, border topic, is that's her, sort of part of her demeanor or her personality. Well, no, I don't know, but I think she's too smart because, I mean, her path uh, to where she's at didn't lead through the boardroom, did it? I, well, mean, I think it's, it's another room, but... It's a nervous laughter by the sounds of it. I mean, we've seen it other. We've seen it during the debates and so on. During the debates, the stakes aren't as high. But when you're on the world stage in Poland, while parts of, uh, well, Ukraine nearby are getting bombed, I, I, I would I would try to quell that. 
Maybe she should be stoned. Maybe that would quell the nervous laughter. Yeah. All right, noted, Lance. Good point. Thank you, sir. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Lance. one 800 is our telephone number. We're talking about Kamala Harris and the nervous laugh inappropriately uh, placed in front of uh, some world leaders. and the President of, of Poland. News. He's not a world leader. He is, but he's specifically the president <laughs> All of right. Poland. Jen Psaki's disingenuous nature of referring to the spike in oil prices as the Putin spike, which is half true, but, uh, you know, why not tell the whole truth when you're at the White House's podium? What's your view on these important topics? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. News headlines in a minute. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you so much. Electric bumper music there from Miss Erica Kevin Her, our great producer. We appreciate that. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. We've been talking about Kamala Harris's nervous laugh. That's gotten her in trouble on more than one occasion. Uh, electric vehicles. I mentioned that the grid's got to be beefed up now. The Biden administration has talked about beefing up the grid. But and what's going to produce all this electricity? Gee, wonder what it could be. Huh? Well, uh, we're going to build another it's natural gas It's not going to be nuclear. Plant. We're going to have... The whole world is going to be filled. Every green space will be filled with natural solar gas panels. <laughs> or more fracking in Pennsylvania. Uh, Jen Psaki has been in the news calling it the Putin increase in the price. The in, Putin price increase. Yeah, right. Which is, you know, half true, but no. nonetheless. You Maybe say one-third 10% true. true. 10%. Okay, well, we'll stipulate that that's okay just Thank to move you. on. All right, <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. Maybe there's a local issue you'd like to discuss. we got open phones. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Maybe you'd just like to call in and compliment Joe. This is natural say, National Say Something Nice About Joe Day yeah, around really? here. I wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah, I just decided. <laughs> All right, we do have some news headlines. Average gasoline prices in Pennsylvania are unchanged in the last week, averaging $4.42 a gallon as of today, according to GasBuddy.com survey of 5,200 stations in Pennsylvania. Prices in Pennsylvania are 73 cents a gallon higher than a month ago and $1.43 uh, $1.40 a gallon higher than a year ago. According to the GasBuddy price reports, the cheapest station in Pennsylvania was priced at $3.95 a gallon. I'd like to find out where that is. Yeah, where is that? They don't actually say. <laughs> must be up in the northern tier somewhere where nobody can get to it and they have old gasoline. But the Putin increase in the price of gasoline still being felled at the pump. 
You mean the Biden uh, price increase? There we go. Thank you. I told you. I warned you. I was going to put some uh, humor in the news. All right. Uh, this is not funny. Uh, housing and uh, food and rent are the biggest issues in the central Susquehanna Valley for individuals calling 211. 211, you'll remember, is that uh, clearinghouse run by the United Way of Pennsylvania that allows individuals to call 211 if they have an unmet need that relates to human services uh, that people may have. 68 contacts were made to 211 in North Emelina County last month. 21 were for community shelters, 17 for rent, 16 for housing needs, and 12 for electric payment. You can see the full list of county unmet needs at uh, WKOK.com. Dr. Anabar Basu, back in our area via Zoom, CEO of the Sage Policy Group in Baltimore, talking to the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. 14th Annual Economic Forecast says the Fed should have seen this inflation that we're enjoying now a mile away. They know that equation. And so now here we are in the situation which the Federal Reserve not only is admitting it's not transitory, but now they have to do something about it. And so they've got to reinstate that expectation. Otherwise, the people will continue to raise prices, expecting that inflation is going to be above 2% and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you can see more of his analysis at WKOK.com. He's revised downward his economic projections for Pennsylvania and the U.S. this year. A former Northumberland County commissioner has organized a fundraiser to support orphanages in Ukraine. Vinny Klausi, in conjunction with the Transfiguration Ukrainian Catholic Church in Shemarkin, started a GoFundMe page for the cause with the goal of at least... $100,000. Klausi says if $5 is donated per county household of 35,000 people, $175,000 could be raised. He says he and the church pastor, Mikola Ivanov, will present the total collected donations in person to select Ukrainian orphanages throughout Poland. And are we okay with sanctions against Russia? According to a new CBS News survey released yesterday, 77% of Americans do support the sanctions on Russia's oil and gas, even if U.S. prices go up still further. 52% of us believe that President Biden's actions towards Russia have not been strong enough. Most say there should be tougher economic sanctions. And 69% of Americans believe that Russia has plans to invest other countries beyond Ukraine. Well, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I do, too. All right, 1-800. Oh, did you see that? The yes, I did. Blinked. The light's flashing again. Our, one of our lights has a loose plug. We thought we fixed it, but uh, yeah, it didn't happen. All right, 1-800-795-9565. There's a gas war up in Lewisburg, and what did that person find out, Joe? Said yesterday, gas station at Route 192 and 15 across from the Sunoco, 436 a gallon. Forest Hill store, 439 a gallon. Yeah, Lewisburg's always had this gas war going on, and that has uh, benefited the consumers. In fact, the question came up at our household yesterday. I was down to a half a tank. Is it worth driving to Lewisburg? No. <laughs> and uh, according to my calculations, it would cost me a dime extra in gasoline. Well, then our friend Tom says, no matter how much you twist the truth, we don't have a gas shortage. Tom, no one is saying we have a gas shortage. We have a gas price hike. Uh, gas is readily available at all locations. The oil companies should be exploring the leases they have. No excuse for that. Currently, we are being raped by the private sector and Wall Street. Twist away, Biden haters. Signed, Tom. Kind of a mixed message there. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, hey good morning. You know, I have hope and they're on the horizon. I hope 
there's a, I know there'll be a big red wave in this year, and we have a chance of turning America around again. Big red wave and President Trump had a big rally in Florence, South Carolina. He had tens of thousands there again, giving us hope. You know, if, if we want to clean up this mess, I don't know anybody better to do it than Trump. We're in we're in a deep mess, and we brought it on ourselves. But I believe the only hope is someone Trump or Trump-like, and he had these tens of thousands and people uh, waiting out in the cold. It was really cold down there in Florence, just like it was up here. And people wait out in the cold a day or two just to be at a Trump rally where he echoes hope. It's not just the, it's not demand so much as the message which I, which I look at, you know. He just happened to be able to bring America around in them four years. No war, you know, no inflation. And I certainly miss them days, Mark. <laughs> right. Well, he wasn't without critics, but, uh, you know, you could certainly say that um, he did some good. I've more than conceded that he had, there were a number of things about the uh, Trump administration that I thought were good, and I don't need to reiterate those. There were three and a half dozen things that I didn't <laughs> think were ideal, but, uh, you know. Uh, you know, Just and I think, three and a half dozen. But, you know, the the real issue, I think, here is, is what we've talked about, and that's President Biden's leadership. If he were more of a leader and took more of a hands-on, take-charge manner here, I, I think that he would be doing better in the polls anyway. Uh, of course, you can't have what is it, 8% inflation now, and get reelected. So, you know, even if it's a fraction of that in the years No matter ahead. who you blame it on. Right. Well, that's true. Or, or no matter who we blame, As it Harry doesn't Truman matter. Harry Truman says, the right. buck be stops here. Change. And fortunately for you and the Republican Party... the buck Party, doesn't stop with Biden. The buck stops everywhere but at Biden's desk. Unfortunately, in the Republican Party, you are going to have some good choices coming up. There is a number of individuals who say they are running for president. So uh, even if President Trump does run, I would think there's going to be a primary battle in many states because there are some other people who are good, Actually, qualified candidates. His rally was, uh, I only caught a few seconds of it, but it was the same, same, same. The airing of his grievances, how horribly he was treated, how horribly he was put upon, everything was stolen from him. I mean, the guy is like a broken record. It just... That's what you don't get, Joe. <laughs> you know, it don't matter how many times he repeats that, the, the people that like his message don't get tired of it. I know he repeats a lot of the same things, but truly, he was really mistreated 24-7. 
even before he was right. in office. But Dan, that's, he was that's, mistreated. I, no argument, Dan. No argument there. He was mistreated. He was bo- poorly treated. But a real statesman would say, I've put all that behind me. I have a new vision for America. <laughs> Joe this always is where, has a better This is where people. I want to go. This is what I want to do for the American people. Forget the past. Let's move forward. Not Donald it's Trump. Hard. Oh, no, I've got to air my grievances. I had this stolen from me. They were mean to me. They were the lying fake media. I'm tired yep. of it, Dan. There's, let's move on. Let's talk hey. about where we're going, not where we've been. We're going to start a new segment on this show called What They Should Have Said. <laughs> and, and I'll be happy to tell you. Joe will tell you what every world local or global leader or, or U.S. leader should have said. All right, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. You can't, you can't deny what happened. You can't live in denial. Because what they did was terrible. No one's and denying I, it, not, Dan. No one's denying it. I just said, let's get over it. Let's move on. Let's go forward. Why not? Are we going to spend four years? Still, you listen to any news broadcast, the Trump's living in their head. Every, every one, every Rent, rent-free. program, rent-free. they bring up Trump. He's living there, and they keep putting him down like he was the worst thing that ever happened to America. But he's giving them the fuel. the best thing that ever happened in my lifetime. He has provided them the fuel for making him a, I don't know, (laughs) foolish looking. It's the opposite. They made the fuel, and they keep pouring it on, and he just keeps punching them back, which they really hate, and... A lot of rhinos hate it, and Trump's going to get... Trump said we have to vote out the rhinos. Oh, that's right. Let's get rid of everybody who disagrees with us. That's the American way, Dan. <laughs> Free thinking is not Well, if, if we want to have any success, we have to vote out the rhinos, because they're causing Trump more trouble than the liberals. They oppose Trump everything he does. All right, we got you. So no, we, the rhinos don't oppose everything he does. They oppose the the bombastic idiocy that the man sometimes exudes. Well, well, I disagree. But anyway, Trump Clearly. Trump will be back in one form or another. And there's a lot of mag. Let's hope it's another form, Dan. Running in Pennsylvania. Hey, Dan, let's hope it's another form because yes. the one we had wasn't that great. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Well, you know, you, I, I disagree very strongly. All right, we got you. All right, noted, and, uh, Dan. Thank love you so his policies. much. Sir. Don't love the guy, though. Thank you, sir. Yeah, right. The policies are wonderful. And you can get those from Ron DeSantis, who can probably do them without getting everybody hopped up and angry. Or some of the Republican women. Well, we see if he he runs and makes it, I hope he can do that. But the left-wing media won't be any kinder to him than they were Trump. And if you don't punch back, they'll bury you. I All think right. DeSantis has a record of punching back in a constructive way, not a destructive way. All right, we got well, you, Dan. Thank you. No, 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 no. we got to stop. <laughs> you two way, knock it off. <laughs> I hope you're right, Joe. Right. If it works out that he wins, we hope it works out that All right, we got way. you, Dan. Thank okay, you so Dan. much for calling yeah, in, good sir. Good talking with you yep. guys. Take care, Dan. Yep. All right, we'll yep. see you, buddy. Uh, All right, 1-800-795-95. What's that? Bombastic. Uh, maybe the line's not off all the way. Bombastic. 
Oh, Bombay. okay. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Ah, I love Kevin. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Yes, welcome to the hysterical hour featuring our vice president, Kamala Harris, who will now giggle in stereo. Is she going to laugh? Not today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. Not today. All right, Eric, thank you for waiting through the break. Right ahead, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, Dan represents really what is a scary part to me about uh, the belief, no matter what, uh, what Trump says, it's okay, you know. And they believe everything that comes out of his mouth. <clears throat> and he doesn't have to back it up. Uh, I'm still waiting for him to share his taxes with us. I'm still waiting for him to share any kind of health care reform ideas. He just keeps saying the same thing over and over. And, uh, and Joe, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, the man doesn't really have a message. just said, except, I'm Trump. Here I am. Listen to me and put me back in. I don't have any new ideas, but I'm Trump. So I'm all you need. You know, and that's, that's really frightening. I think for the Republican Party, uh, you guys should be shaking your boots because there's millions of people like Dan who are out there who will vote for the man for the name no matter what the message is. And that is truly frightening. How many of the Republican candidates for either the Senate or the gubernatorial uh, primary have attached themselves to Trump in one man or another? Either he has appointed them and they quote that. Or uh, they're saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to make America great again. Uh, I'm looking for a candidate, you know, if I'm going to vote anywhere on the Republican side, and I'm open to listen to candidates and messages, but if you say, hey, I'm, I'm here because of Trump or I'm in pro-Trump, you ain't got my vote, and you ain't got a lot of million people thinking people's votes either, I believe. Well, I think Donald Trump could, if, as I said to Dan, I'm not saying he was a bad leader. I think he had had some very shining moments during <laughs> his presidency. But on the yeah, other January hand, 6th, not, let me let, let me it. let me finish. And let, let you guys forget that. Would one. you mind if I finished before you start telling me I'm wrong? I think that he has failed to articulate where we should go. He's just more intent on harping about where we were, what horrible things happened to him, and bad stuff did happen to him. He just hasn't moved moved forward at all, and that's what scares me. I'd rather have a forward-looking president than a backward-looking president. I, li- I like to have a president who's presidential, and that Mr. Trump had four years, and he proved he wasn't, and we've legally voted him out, and he didn't like it, and attempted an insurrection, which was put down. Uh, I think I think there's charges still uh, coming against him. Of course, he'll swear that it's just a a campaign to keep him back out of office. But uh, the American law is the American law, is it not? I'm not going to argue that point with you. And the American law is not the American (laughs) law. No, it's the the Russian law. It's from Berwick. (laughs) It's the Putin law. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you I've for got calling. I've for a dentist appointment. Thank oh, you for the opportunity, you. Okay. as always. Good luck. I Have fun with your root canal. <laughs> oh, no. What the heck was that all about? I Take know. that back. Said he had a dental appointment. Oh, no. Well, I heard it. I'm sure it's a cleaning. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> on what do you base that assumption? That's anyway. what most people go to the dentist for to begin oh, with. It anyway, <laughs> one of our listeners sends us a note. says, everyone in Pennsylvania should call our governor and ask, us, ask him to end the gas tax. I don't think he can do that, could he? No. Just the legislature it? enacted it. Oh, okay. He'd have to He'd go have, to the legislature have to, to undo take it. it out. Right. All right. And one of our listeners says, happy pie day. Eat something round today. Preferably a pie. Okay. 3.14. I always remember. Thank you. Thank you. Good to know. I always remember that Andy Griffith routine. No, no. As I said, pi r square. No, no. Pi aren't square. Cake are square. Pi are round. Oh, brother. <laughs> All right. I remember Andy Griffith when his funny days. Uh, let's see up there right. in the Good upper Good morning, right gentlemen. Corner. In my opinion, our Vice President Harris, she has attention deficit disorder. I don't <laughs> think her attention span is very long. That interviewer had asked her the question about the refugees. It was one paragraph, and I don't think she could figure out what the question was because her attention span is not good. But those who voted for Joe Biden and Harris, I know you are still satisfied. That is so sad. We watched The, pre- the uh, Pianist. If you get a chance, watch it. It is the same thing happening today in Ukraine, only this time from Russia, not Germany. So thank you. Okay? Okay. Uh, actor in The Pianist, Adrian. Uh, Adrian Brody. Right. Okay. Great actor. And the young woman's name? Don't remember. But I love the movie. Okay. Especially the scene in the ship when the ship's rocking and the piano's going across. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> like playing. that? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else is on our agenda here. The other one related to COVID. We did read the texts. 1-800-795-9565. Any solutions? And in, in, without getting to 2024, Joe and I uh, looked on Ballotpedia uh, for individuals who are Republicans who are who are being talked about. That's the only criteria to be on this list is you have to be talked about as a potential president in 2024. Glenn Yonkin, Donald Trump, Chris Sununu, Elise Stefanik, Tim Scott, Rick well, Scott. These are all so left, uh, far, far out in left field. Okay, well, as I go down the list, you tell me one that you think who would be a good president. Ben Sassi? Marco Rubio. Mike Maybe Pom- I liked Marco Rubio the last time. Mark or Mike Pompeo. Yeah, I think Mike Pompeo would do a decent job. Mike Pence. Yep. Christy Nome. Mike Lee. Christy Nome for vice president, I okay. think. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike Lee. Larry Hogan. Josh Hawley. Nikki Haley. Maybe. You like it? You're a Nikki fan? I like Nikki Haley. Okay. Yes, I do. Joni Ernst. Mike DeWine, Doug Ducey. Those three for vice president, maybe. <laughs> That's a lot of vice presidents. You well, got, got a lot of presidents going there, too. It's, it's like a, a, a car company has a lot of vice presidents. Uh, Ted Cruz, Daniel Crenshaw, Tom Cotton, Bob Corker, Chris Christie, Liz Cheney. I always liked Chris Christie, but he got tarred with that um, New Jersey uh, traffic delay. Yeah, yeah, Bridgegate. Bridgegate. Right. right. Greg Abbott. All right. Uh, the w- you uh, didn't mention Marco, uh, not Marco. You didn't say Marco Rubio, did you? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then you didn't say Ron DeSantis. Uh, yeah, he's there. Did he? Okay. Well, maybe I, I forgot say. to say it, but he's on the list. Yeah, maybe I didn't say it out loud, but yeah, he's here on the list. These are people who conversation has led to been named. It doesn't have anything to do with their actual wishes. Uh, let's see. Democrats who have been talked about as 
Democratic presidential candidates in 2024. Marianne Williamson, who was a a 2020 president, maybe a libertarian, something like that. If she was 2020 presidential candidate and a Democrat. Uh, Michelle Obama who says she is not running and, and won't run. Andrew Yang. Oh, you're not a Michelle Obama fan? Well, I don't know that being the wife of the former president qualifies her any more than it qualified oh. Hillary Clinton. So that's all she brings At to the table? At least Hillary Hillary had some experience as Secretary of State and a senator. Is it, Michelle Obama is a wonderful person. I'm not arguing that, but she doesn't have any experience except living in the White House for eight years. Well, that's interesting. I think you cut her very short then, but that's typical of you and women. That Andrew, is not typical of me and women. Andrew Yang. I just mentioned a whole pile of women I thought would be more than qualified for president. Andrew Yang. I liked him. Oprah Winfrey. Nah. Joe Sandberg. Nah. Gretchen Whitmer. Nope. Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) Definitely not. Okay. (laughs) Nina Turner. Gina, Tina Turner. She was a great rock star. I don't Gina, think she'd be a good president. Gina Raimondo. Nope, nope, nope. J.B. Nope. Pritzker, governor of Illinois. Uh, Andrea Ocasio-Cortez, or Alexandria. <laughs> is she considering running? Or, well, maybe being talked about. I'm, I would be I don't think she's old enough. She's got to be 35. I don't think she's 35 yet, is she? Maybe she Well, She will be probably by the time. They right, and she's born in the U.S. Don't tell President Trump. Uh, Gavin Newsom, Phil Murphy, Michelle Luan Gavin Newsom. Grisham. How about uh, Joe Manchin? Where is he in all this? Is he mentioned? Uh, not listed as being talked about on this list. Hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Mitch Landrew, Amy Klobuchar, John Kennedy, or Joe Kennedy, uh, Jay Inslee, Kamala Harris. Jay Andrew, Inslee's not a bad guy. Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, there's good people on yeah. this list who would be good leaders. Roy Cooper, Hillary Clinton, Pete Buttigieg, Cory Booker, no, Andrew no. Bashir. Cory Booker. <laughs> I, I, used to, I had a lot of respect Abrams. for Cory Booker until he, he went off the deep end. Well, I think you should send a note to some of these people and say, hey, you're being talked about. Make sure you stay off that list. Uh, one of our good listeners says President Trump had no experience before he was foolishly elected to, to be our nation's president. And how did that work out for us? <laughs> Not too good. <laughs> All right. one 800 Again, I go back. To, I, I dislike Trump as a person, but I, as a leader, I thought he did a credible job. And as a policymaker, he did a fantastic job. I mean, he, he had strength. He didn't. I really agree with him about one thing he said Saturday night, that if he had been in office, Putin wouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. All right. 1-800-795-9565. we got to take a quickie break. Got some emails and texts to read. We'll do those shortly. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Bye, bye. 
Welcome on board. Yes, it's Pie Day, so American Pie, hey, our good bumper music. This is a Ford program, not a Chevy program. <laughs> okay, good to know. It's the right. only pie song I could think of. <laughs> All righty, Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, and what a beautiful day it is. I wanted to say over the weekend I watched uh, Hacksaw Ridge, the movie Hacksaw Ridge, and I don't know how anyone could watch that movie and come away without a a real sense of the horror of war. And for that reason alone, I say I support whatever economic sanctions the president wants to heap upon Russia, including just destroying their economy, laying waste to it. Because there is indeed a price to this, and they should pay a price, a dear price. But it should not come at the price of the limbs or lives of Americans. So I'm all for whatever economic price he wants to conjure up. If gas is going to cost more, good. Because, frankly, unlike other wars where the soldiers paid the price and the people did not, it's time that if our country decides to engage in this kind of behavior, then everyone should pay the price. So when he's heaping these sanctions on Russia and they have economic consequences on us, I'm okay with that because all of us are paying the price, not just the soldiers, sailors, the Marines, and the Air Forcemen that we send in. What about an economic, or I check that, a, fl- a no-fly zone that would require U.S. planes to help participate in the patrolling? Now, I don't think we can do that, and the reason is because I fear that would surely lead to World War III, and none of us want to be there. Right. Good. None of us want to be there. And, and in, frankly, uh, I think that if we simply, you know, forego the diamonds we were importing from Russia and the seafood that we were importing from Russia and the oil that we were in, just persist, whatever it is. I'm all for taking them out of the most favored nation trading status. I can't believe that didn't happen day one or even in, even ahead of that to make clear what we were going to do. I, you know, I think we should have absolutely no trade with Russia. We should have withdrawn our diplomats. I have no understanding for why any of them remain in that country. Didn't we learn anything in Afghanistan? Well, when we stop I mean, talking, seriously. Cindy, when we stop talking, what are the alternatives other than war? No, that's, that's just a fallacy. You know, I have a phone, you have a phone, the president has a phone, and Putin has a phone. There, you don't have to have Americans put in harm's way in order to communicate. We, could have, we a Zoom have emails. Meeting. We have texts. They carry on on these uh, public platforms two, on the Internet. Two countries That's, have refused. To me, the diplomacy only through embassies is so incredibly old-fashioned. It harkens back to the times of Columbus, when, of course, the sovereign couldn't be present in all these places, and so they put these diplomats there to act in their stead. We don't need that. We Cindy, have instant communication with each other now. Cindy, two countries refused to take President Biden's call, including Saudi Arabia. So Is if they refuse to take the call, if they, they refuse to deal with it. They sent 19 of their sons here to destroy our country. It was it was 19 Saudi Arabia citizens who attacked us on 9/11. A fact that seems to be totally obscured. And so what did we do but go attack Afghanistan? It was just ridiculous. So Afghanistan became kind of the substitute Saudi Arabia. 
you know, I, if Saudi Arabia never speaks to us again, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Fair enough. As long as we can get lots of oil from them, you'll be happy. I don't need their oil. I'm, I, again, I'm willing to pay the price, whatever it is. I don't want to send in the, the uh, uh, actual soldiers, Americans, into this battle. But, but I'm willing to pay whatever economic price comes along. I'll change my behavior. I won't drive so much. That's simple enough. Drive and that will reduce car. that uh, consequence to me. I'll the lower price the might temperature be a little bit in my house again. Cindy, the price might well be things like the Keystone XL pipeline, increasing our, our, foreign, our domestic production of U.S. oil. In the past, you spoke against those things because they involve eminent domain. I'm a, uh, the, we, the Keystone XL pipeline. Don't be silly, Joe. That is a, a Canadian company running Canadian oil across thousands of our friends and neighbors in order to export it across, across the world, claiming that restarting the Keystone XL pipeline is going to solve the problem. Joe it's can't just, hear that, Cindy. Where is sorry. it refined? Oh, where sorry. Is it, That's where just is it? ridiculous. Where is That's it refined, absurd. Cindy? It's refined Let's here buy the in this oil country. from Mexico. Mexico is our neighbor, right? Right at the back door of our country. We, they have produced oil, 10% uh, of the oil that our country's imported. Let's go down there and say, come on, guys, let's crank this up again. We're only down to about half of what we used to take from them. There are, you know, there are uh, certainly alternatives. And I'm willing to, you know, if I have to pay $5 a gallon, well, that's how much milk costs. And, you know, if you go to a, a store and buy bottles of water, you're probably accumulating that much money in bottled water if you bought a gallon of bottled water that way. So people are willing to pay this price for other products. I agree. And I recognize the fact that if you drive up the price of oil, you drive up the price of everything. Yeah, I agree, because certainly here in our community, everything comes here on a truck, and trucks are fueled by oil. I get that. <laughs> you're, you're ruining Joe's old standby, the Keystone XL pipeline. But actually, the company that was doing uh, experts, all the investment experts have dismantled said, the whole project. No, so there, they couldn't if, if, you watched, if you watched the news, they had a number of stories on over the weekend about the economic impact of closing down that pipeline. It isn't just that it's transporting Canadian oil. It's the jobs it creates, the refining here in this country. And nothing says it has to be shipped overseas. We could become a customer for it after it's refined. That's not who's building it, who owns it, though. You'd have to renegotiate that. But, uh, you know, let's suppose that what you say is true. The jobs you're talking about in the boom towns, we do not need those. Besides, why are we responsible for people who were in a boom town? XL pipeline pulls out, or the construction does. Why? I mean, are we supposed to restore Buggy Town to its original glory because it was once a boom town? No, but well, I and think... the Native Americans certainly didn't want it running all over their reservations. There you go. Thank you so much, Cindy. Dramatically about it. Thank you, Cindy, Thank for you calling in. We'll take this up tomorrow. Yes, we will, because <laughs> you, you're Joe's dead wrong. Now, because Cindy said XL Pipeline. There we go again. Oh, XL no, Pipeline, good. <laughs> this is WKOK Sunbury.